Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. On today's show, we look at the struggle against capitalist authoritarianism and imperialism and the state of the women's struggle in Turkey. My guest on today's program is Echihan Balta. Echihan is a member of the Baslanjik Collective, which was founded after the Gezi Uprising in 2013. She's also a member of Socialist Alternative, a Turkish section of the International Socialist Alternative. First, I believe that we all agree that the uh, capitalist authoritarianism is not a country-specific phenomenon. It's a general trend of capitalism of our time. And it's almost the same in US, in France, in Brazil, in China, or in Russia, uh, as we have seen. And it can be said that the capitalism can no longer live without uh, authoritarianism. Elections are still going on, and Putin does his best to, to, to be elected for the next five years. But the veil on the favorite tale of democracy has been lifted in the eyes of the uh, ordinary people. And let me start with reminding you the developments of the last several several years in Turkey. Uh, from uh, 2016 to 2018, uh, Turkey was under a state of emergency imposed after the attempted military coup. And uh, the two year state of emergency formally lapsed in July uh, 2018. And uh, but it was replaced with the new counterterrorism legislation. And the legislation contains many measures uh, similar to the extraordinary powers the authorities enjoyed under emergency rule. So nothing has changed. And they include the, uh, what were those uh, powers? Uh, they include widening already broad powers of appointed provincial governors to restrict assemblies and movement executive authority for three years to dismiss public officials, including judges by administrative, by, by administrative decision, and increased police powers, including custody period, periods extendable for up to uh, 12 days. And the governors are very happy to use those powers to ban all open air activities, including film festivals organizing by LGBTQ people in, in Ankara, for example. And uh, in addition to those, trustees were appointed to 24 municipalities instead of elected mayors, and all of whom uh, were the members of HDP. HDP is a pro-Kurdish uh, People's Democracy Party, Halkların Democracy Partisi. And most of the elected mayors are imprisoned for the accusation of supporting terrorism. But this phenomenon is not limited with the southeastern part of the Turkey. A, a southeastern part of Turkey is mostly Kurdish region in which the HDP, uh, People's Democracy Party, is the first party. And uh, it's not limited with uh, there, it's, uh, it's the daily life of the major cities like Ankara. Let me give you an example about this. In uh, Ankara is Turkey's capital, as you already know. Uh, they built it a huge police uh, station 
uh, in the middle of the Ankara's busy street, in, it is in the middle of it, and it uh, remained there for two years. And, uh, you know, making a press release is free by law within the scope of freedom, 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 <laughs> freedom of expression normally, as in elsewhere. But anyone who made a press release on that street was detained by torture, torture uh, for two years. And, uh, you know, the uh, militarism is, uh, has become a part of our daily lives after the coup d'etat. Before that, it, there was also a militarism, but uh, after the coup d'etat, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's normalized, let's say. Uh, the Kurdish question is another part of the issue, the biggest uh, part of the issue. Uh, and it was uh, more domestic, quote unquote, until the Syrian war. And it became the, the determinant of the foreign policy along with the Syrian war. Uh, just before the election in January 2018, Turkey launched a military offensive on the Northwest Syrian Kurdish populated district of Afrin to control the territory. At this point, I would say the main opposition party which called itself a social democrat, a, a JHP, voted yes to the bill on the sending troops to Syria. And after the Sochi consensus with Russia and others, Turkey has managed to stay in Idlib as the patron of the Islamist and jihadist groups. In this case, Turkey is closely associated with two different interests. First, Turkey uh, it, it is uh, it, it is like you know it's like it's like a life uh, live or die problem for uh, Turkey uh, the autonomous Kurdish state in Syria and uh, it did its best to prevent the establishment establishment of the autonomous Kurdish state in Syria and secondly a year of Ottoman tradition, the government continues to pursue regional imperialist interests. And AKP, uh, the uh, governing uh, party, is very brave in uh, foreign policy, and its imperialist ambitions have not been so clear since the invasion of Cyprus. And the Kurdish freedom movement and the socialist movement that takes position within it started a very serious rebellion in 2004 during the Rojava revolution. And at the end of those two days in, eight, uh, in September, 45 people died in two days. And Selahattin Demirtas, the leader of the party which the cadres coming from the Kurdish movement are concentrated, received 10% of the votes, of, uh, votes in the 2014 presidential elections and 13% in 2018 elections while he was in prison, despite the constitutional court ruling. This is one of the biggest and chronic op opposition to authoritarian Turkish state all over the history of modern Turkey, the Kurdish movement. And Gezi rebellion was also the biggest, strongest, strongest answer to authoritarianism in the history of modern Turkey. Even according to police records, it was there were 2 million people went out on the street. 
The vast majority of these were young people and women, by the way. And uh, unfortunately, the rebellion was suppressed after a month. And since that day, the war uh, between, let's say, civil society and the state still continues because the government, government is more afraid of socialists and masses. And the women's movement is one of the mass movements that give the clearest and most crowded response to the IKP's authoritarian, authoritarian power. Since the beginning of 1990s, the feminist movement is very strong in Turkey. We have many organized structures. However, our biggest, biggest shortcoming is that we cannot cooperate under one large roof. Uh, you use the uh, uh, picture from um, Taksim uh, demonstrations of the last years, and it was uh, in the uh, announcement of the, this event, and it was written, together we are stronger. Kadınlar birlikte güçlü in Turkish, but we tried this for several times, but we couldn't do this. Uh, we couldn't reach that ideal situation until now. But still, we come together through demands uh, on different platforms. On the 8th of March, we walked in the streets of Istanbul with tens of thousands of women. And we managed to withdraw the abortion bill several times. And however, we have not been able to make this effort continuous and stubborn so far. Uh, we generally react to an attack. If the attack is big, the reaction is also big. But if there are hidden agendas and there are small, if there are small steps, some things have changed without, without our awareness. An ecology movement, especially one of the strongest movements in Turkey, Local peasant and urban movements have been going on uh, for a wide range of subjects throughout the country for uh, 30 years. However, the dictatorship is very successful in keeping these movements local and fragmented. Gezi was a breaking point, but its suppression style and violence, and after that in 2015, uh, the uh, massacre of 103 people at the peace rally in Ankara has weakened those movements and made almost impossible to come together for another period of, period of time. And as you may recognize, I did not talk about workers' movement. This does not this this does not mean that there is no workers' movement in Turkey. But for 30 years again. There has been small and local ones. The trade union membership rate is 7%. And we can say that this is the reason uh, the workers' movement is not organized enough. Uh, to conclude, I can say that as a result of 19 years rule of uh, AKP, Turkey is more conservative, more authoritarian, more aggressive, more intoler intolerant country. And it should be said immediately that uh, if there was an, another government, not the AKP, but the JHP, let's say, this, too, this still could be the case. This still could be the case. 
and on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. My guest today is Echihan Bolter, speaking about the nature of political activity under the dictatorship in Turkey. Uh, when neoliberalism is faced with the economical crisis, it becomes in- inevitable that the entire st- social structure, including the population policy, becomes authoritarian and almost synonymously conservative. And women are the ones who are the most affected by this transformation. And uh, we can easily say that the rights that women have gained by uh, fighting for uh, centuries has been attacked enormously nowadays. And this was the first thing I'd like to say. Now I want to give some the few figures to uh, bring the situation of women in Turkey to your eyes. And the enrollment rate of women is 95%, according to Turkish population and health research. But when it comes to bachelor's degree, it's around 10%. And divorce rate is 3%. It's too low. But it's, you know, a very uh, conservative country, Turkey, but it's getting, in, it's getting higher, it's increasing. Uh, employment rate of women is uh, 28%, but uh, 91 of uh, them is, insu- is insured. The rest is illegal and uh, or unpaid. And women's wages are 20% lower than the males in average. This is too much. Uh, I think you, you also agree. And fertility rate is 2.3. And it's almost the same for uh, 20 years. Uh, that shows that the pronatalist discourses doesn't work in Turkey. For some reason, I don't know why, but uh, I think the most important reason of that is uh, economic, economic, economical, the uh, poverty. And uh, the 12 out of 100 women declares that her uh, reproductive rights, uh, reproductive uh, family planning needs did not met by the health system. And 13 per 100 pregnancies were spontaneous and six were induced abortion in uh, 2018, uh, right? But one important thing, the percentage of induced miscarriage fell from 18% in 1993 to 6% in, nine, uh, in 2018. Uh, this is very, you know, radical, uh, radical decrease. And that could be several different reasons be- behind this fell. The accessibility of the service is the most important part of it. It's, uh, it's getting harder and harder to reach those services in Turkey. In the paper, it's okay, it's free. For especially for especially if you are single, it's very easy for you to go to subclinic uh, and to uh, to have abortion. If you are uh, married, you should uh, you you should decide it with your husband. But if you are single, uh, it's okay. You can go and uh, 
have an abor abortion. But uh, the uh, the level of the abortion decreased uh, radically uh, because the uh, accessibility is uh, getting harder, and the government does it does its best to make abortion hard, uneasy to reach. And the other reasons could be economical crisis, uh, the persuasion of human to the propaganda of killing a baby. You know, uh, it's almost it's the same in uh, Christianity, in uh, Islam, in uh, in everywhere, in every religion. It's uh, population politics of the all of all the religions is the same. Okay, uh, Turkey is a country that has received its laws from the Swiss Civil Code, and uh, legal transformations have also taken uh, place very quickly. It has laws that can be considered liberal in many matters. It's the first country to sign the Istanbul Convention, which is the currently the most advanced international document on violence against women. And as feminists of Turkey, we take a rightful share in this matter. We had a great struggle for 20 years over the law of amendments. However, at the point we have reached, the implementation and interpretation of the laws are still done with the Patriarchs Club. Turkey, the Muslim as the general structure and inhabited by Turks, is a country where conservatism is intense, both in urban and rural areas. It's secular on paper, but practically from the uh, Sunni sect of Islam. And now we are witnessing the uh, witnessing with the uh, new world order, and the, it makes the Sunni Sunni patriarchy uh, more rigid. And the first victims of this situation are women and LGBTs, LGBTQs, that's for sure. And uh, for example, the participation of women in the labor force in Turkey was very difficult for before, you know, 20 years ago, but it's even more difficult now. 40% of women in Turkey in 2008 uh, was wrecked male violence now this figure is now is not even detected but we are sure that it's higher and we had a general directorate of women in 2008 it became a ministry of family in 2007, uh, 2018 uh, currently the ministries of labor social policies and family has been united under one roof and it should be said that the ecological and economical crisis also adversely affects women's health in the uh, in the year 2019 inflation in vegetable prices was 94 percent and when considering uh, 60 percent of women are already malnourished malnourished uh there are difficulties in accessing food food uh is the uh difficulties in accessing food is the uh normal of every woman in turkey 
almost every woman, of course. And uh, expensiveness also make it, makes it difficult to, uh, for women to access the healthcare. And for all these reasons, there is an increase in postnatal uh, death rates in Turkey. It's not too big, but it is increasing. And while we are struggling with unemployment and poverty in the crisis, we are also expected to give moral support to other family members. But, and unfortunately, the most important, one of the most important problems in Turkey, femicides. Femicides are increasing regularly every year. In 2003, 83 women were killed by men. And this number was 329 in 2016 and 474 in 2019. There has been an almost 50% increase in the past, 10, past three years. Of course, this increase in femicides also shows the increase in violence against women. Since a nationwide survey uh, has not been conducted recently for, for 12 years, we don't know the exact numbers, but in Turkey, I don't think that a woman has not been subjected to physical, sexual, economical, or psychological violence at least, at least once in her life. So we can say that this is the uh, 100%. And when it comes to Me Too movement, it had echoed here in here too, but it made possible for us to talk louder, but its effect could not be prevalent at all. Uh, but let me say that we organized last thesis dance prote protests at the streets of several big cities, and some of them were forbidden by Minister of Interior. Interior. Then human uh, MPs sang the Turkish version of the song in, at the General Assembly in front of the Minister of uh, Interior. It was a memory to be engraved, and I'm sending the link to those who are interested. When it comes to LGBTQ, uh, uh, from the uh, feminist perspective, combating violence against women, women's empowerment, women's issues around labor, uh, especially women's right to abortion and reproductive health rights. Uh, we are struggling over the years. And in this struggle, we had very clear contact and solidarity with LGBTQ uh, movement from the beginning, uh, from the uh, begins from it begins from the 1990s. But of course, we we also have our own areas, uh, own specific areas. Uh, for example, we can work together on reproductive and uh, sexual rights, but the feminist movement on uh, women's labor. Uh, is more autonomous than the, uh, from the uh, LGBTQ uh, movement. Uh, but 
we are working together with LGBTQ movements on uh, on different occasions. From but I cannot say the same for our male uh, comrades, unfortunately. Uh, there is an attitude of transferring the solution of women's oppression, uh, oppression to women's again. And, uh, they behave like it's your problem. You you solve it. I can easily say that uh, this is an adolescent uh, attitude. Uh, it's far from questioning himself. And we also occasionally do activities such as trainings on gender equality or masculinity workshops within our organizations or within, you know, within very, you know, massive uh, organizations. Of course, there are some male comrades who are showing that he believes gender equality in practice, but that's far from being reality in the wider group of men in Turkey. Therefore, therefore I personally think that uh, attempting to act with men without strongly viewing women's solidarity against male solidarity, there is a male solidarity, that's why the women's solidarity is meaningful, very meaningful. Uh, we should we should uh, organize the women's solidarity without any leakages, and after that, uh, that I can think that the uh, we we can work together with uh, male comrades on different issues. I think I can say that's the general belief in Turkey among feminists. That was Echihan Bolta. Echihan is a member of Baslanjik Collective, which was founded after the Gezi uprising in 2013. She's also a member of Socialist Alternative, a Turkish section of the International Socialist Alternative. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR, with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally by the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.